0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Hailing Frequencies Open. My name is Carrie and I am once again joined by David and Mel. Hi. Ooh. Hey, you two. All right. Hi. Today, <laughs> Hi. Today we'll be talking about the lovely episode Hide and Q. Yay. It,
1: it's not that lovely. <laughs>
0: Sacrilege. This is a uh, second appearance of Q in the first season. And as we all know, Q comes back on a regular basis, which I adore. Excuse me. So first thing I wanna mention. Troy is not physically in this episode, but in Captain Picard's opening monologue, he mentions that they have dropped her off somewhere for like a
1: conference.
2: And I appreciate that oh, she's going that. on
1: shore leave to beta Z.
2: Yeah, she's going on shore home. leave. Yeah, yeah, she's on vacation. It's I appreciate either. that because they actually were like, this is why she's not here. And I think it's important to point that out because I think a lot of what happened later mm-hmm. wouldn't have happened if she had been there. Exactly, which is
1: why she can't be there.
2: Exactly.
0: Like, she's going to fix it in five minutes. We can't have that.
2: I mean, let's be honest, if they actually throughout the series listened to Troy, half of the stuff they got involved with wouldn't have happened.
0: Exactly. It's like when we were discussing in the original series, if Ahura just like yeah. laid the smack down, yeah. n- none of that crap would have happened.
2: Yeah, you yep, let exactly.
1: Uhura and Sulu run the ship and then things would run really well.
2: Exactly. exactly. Just
1: exactly. like you let Guinan, Troy, and LaForge run the ship and let uh, Worf be the security person and that ship is indestructible. Exactly.
2: exactly.
0: That's your money team. So, yes, yeah, like you said, I did appreciate that. And that's a nice little start because I was wondering, you know, like she could come in at any time in this episode and it would have been fine. But for whatever reason, she's not in this episode. That makes me sad. It's all right. Like I said, the Enterprise is in en route to Quadrant... Sigma to aid in some colonists who got caught in a methane like explosion and they are being sent you know for triage so Picard you know calls up on Troy and be like hey guess what uh, the number of casualties is now at like 504
2: great you mean Dr. Crusher you said Troy
0: <gasps> see I got Troy on the brain. <laughs> it's all good pressure yes Crusher is the doctor
2: everybody has troy brain at from one at one point or another
0: it's true so picard asked her hey um are you going to be okay and capable of handling more casualties she's like 504 mm, yeah yeah i got this no problem okay
2: this is a stupid ass question <laughs> And here's why. We know that the Enterprise is the flagship, the flagship ship of the fleet. We also know that they're one of the ships that regular, that is regularly sent out into deep space. And because of its size and um, weaponry and medical services, That they get sent to emergencies all the time. We also know that they have over 1,500 people, although they say a thousand a lot. It's actually, I think, I think the thousand is more actual Federation people and less, and then the 500 to, you know, other thousand, five to 600 is family and then non Federation people who work on the ship. Mm -hmm. So they have over 1,500 people on the ship. Knowing those three things as fact, knowing that in an emergency they have to have at least the amount of emergency medical and food for the amount of people that are always on the ship. Okay. Also considering the fact that they take on a lot of visitors for official, they're official. They're like the taxi service for the Federation. So say they they have. 1,535 people plus 100 extra uh, supplies for 100 extra people give and take the amount of guests they have on the ship constantly. Plus whatever supplies they have for emergency services. So say that's up to 1,000 people because they never know. The captain should know this. That means that they should have medical emergency they should have enough emergency medical stuff on the ship to cover anywhere from 2500 to 3000 people he asks dr crusher if they can accommodate 500 people like she's working out of a back alley room somewhere <laughs> like i don't I, What? Hello, Captain Picard. Why are you? What is what? I don't. (laughs) I need. It's like, did you read my last report? (laughs) Well, this is the time where you look at Riker and you're like, he Riker. Sorry to inform you, the captain reads none of your reports because (laughs) Riker would be in charge. Like Riker and the doctor would be in charge of those things, and they'd be talking to each other. They talk. Mm -hmm. And they report to the captain, but the captain don't read the reports. (laughs) He just reads the highlights. (laughs) Just reads the highlights. Also, I would like to say now last week I was talking to David and Carrie about my looking for a schematic of the um, enterprise in order to find out which officers quarters are close to each other because I'm interested in that. But I found, the one schematic I found that I could actually read the writing on was a schematic that said that medical wasn't just that small sick bay room that we see on the episodes, that the actual medical was an entire floor, an entire level, which surprised me, but also made a lot of sense to me. And in this episode, the way dr crusher is doing a walk and talk through this through this level with her nurses and people are scampering around them collecting supplies you could tell that this is clearly the medical floor this is clearly mm-hmm. the medical unit also i love the 80s wallpaper <laughs> Because that's like height 1986 wallpaper.
0: Oh, yes. And it's lovely. <laughs> I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So we're in the midst of going to this crisis situation. And you're like, okay, great. This is the episode. Woo. And then all of a sudden, here comes Q. Yay. He reappears as a um, orb with like three cobra snakes attached to it. And it's all like shiny and stuff. And he's talking to the captain (laughs) and the captain's like, son of a bitch. It's Q again. Uh, It's because he's thrown up that grid. So the Enterprise has to come to a stop. He pops into the ship, and he's like, hey, I'm back, here to fuck you up, <laughs> as Q likes to do. And then he turns back into the humanoid that we have become accustomed to, and he calls himself Admiral Q, and he's wearing, at this point, what is supposed to be like an admiral's dress uniform with giant gold, like, lace collar down the side, and it's just very garish. But it's cute. I expect this from him. (laughs) Uh, So, Picard, of course, is like, okay, what the hell are you doing here now? Haven't we just resolved this issue since Farpoint? No, no, no. Turns out the Q and the rest of the Q continuum finds them interesting and has a very special offer. But the offer is for Commander Riker. So uh, Commander Riker and everybody else that is on the, uh, the bridge is like, okay, we want now, we don't have time for this. Like we're on our way very serious thing happening and of course q's like oh just forget about that abandon that people are dying q yeah yeah people are always dying your race well, i mean he's not wrong but you know in this case he uh we are not the omnipotent entity that he is so we can't just shoot away So they're trying to convince Q, like, hey, look, you got to go. We got a job to do. Please leave. He's like, no, I don't want to. And Riker steps in and says, look, we don't have time to play games with you. And immediately the snarky smile comes across Q's face. He's like, oh, I love games. Let's play a game. So he teleports everyone except the captain to this alien planet. We don't know where, but it's Jordy, Tasha, Worf, Data, and Riker. And they're like, okay, where the hell are we? Yes, Mel.
2: Never mind. Sorry. I was too soon. Too I'll soon. come back to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Okay, so they're all wondering exactly where they are. They have no idea. and they're like, Jesus Christ, why Q? And then they find Q, who is now in full Napoleon getup, got the safe little tent with all the artifacts and whatnot and fresh lemonade for him and Commander
2: Riker. Of he course has- he's in full French. Of course, because he says it. They're still trying to convince us that Picard is French.
0: Yes. Because Q said it. He's like, I picked this from your captain's brain.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Because we're still supposed to believe that Picard is French when Mm. he's clearly a full-on Englishman.
0: Right. Right. (laughs) Now, I thought it was interesting that they went with the Napoleon thing again. And I say again, because in the original series where they did. um, It was basically your introduction to the queue, but they didn't call it that until a book came out and verified that indeed it was the queue. Because in the original Star Trek episode, he showed up in like a Napoleon getup and all that kind of stuff. So apparently, I don't know if it was a nod to that episode or if they were trying to do something different. I couldn't find anything on that. But I respect the detail to history. And nobody knew who it was, except for Data, of course. So Data had to inform everyone, be like, he thinks he's Napoleon, basically.
2: <laughs>
0: he's be, he's trying to be a French marshal.
2: Excuse me. Hugh likes the getup, but he mm-hmm. doesn't actually like pay attention to the actual historic no. consequences. Mm-mm. It's like, yeah, French. But Napoleon lost in the end. Twice. Twice, yep. He
0: did, he did. Oh yeah, now that you say that. Yeah, he kind of lost the first time at Farpoint and he's going to lose again. FYI. Right, so. This game that... Q wants them to play, if they win, they get what he calls a prize beyond their imagination. And if they lose, well, they get nothing. (laughs) So, And the prize is Q is going to grant Commander Riker the power of the Q. And what game, you ask? I think it's, it doesn't, he doesn't really say for sure what the game is. It's technically a war game, I guess. Because Q brings up these um, creatures that are, also dressed in well I don't think that was Napoleon gear I think that one was more like
1: Civil War
0: because they had muskets
1: no they were that's definitely Napoleon
0: was it still Napoleon Okay, still running with that thing so yes still running with that
2: also these are my favorite aliens
0: these Aliens or
2: things? These, these like... I don't know what to... De- I don't know how to describe them, but they're my favorite. I love them so much. <laughs> I love them more than all the other aliens. And they're... This is, like, the only time we ever see them. It's but they're true. great.
0: Mm. Okay, so... Q was trying to explain his purpose behind all of this and Tasha is getting super pissed off and she's like look I've had enough I can't stand this and immediately Q's like you know what bye gonna send you away so he sends her to a penalty box uh, which is the bridge of the Enterprise where we see the captain All by his onesies. Trying to contact anybody else on the ship. Not happening. Tries to go to the turbo lift. Won't open. Tries to make a captain's log. Won't do it. And then all of a sudden Tasha speaks up and says, you know, I wish I could help you with that, sir. And he's like, oh, oh, you're back. Why are only you back? What's going on? Fill me in. So she fills him in about what Q is doing and planning. And he's like, oh, okay. So now he's taken a fancy to Riker. Okay. Hmm. He finds that interesting. And he's, you know, Tasha growing up the way she did, she is very pissed and she's angry and she feels helpless and she doesn't like being controlled and she is kind of having a crying fit about it and the captain is just kind of like there 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 you know it's okay to cry in the penalty box and we'll figure this out and then all of a sudden Q appears he's like fine yes
2: yes no as picard is comforting tasha Mm -hmm. she indicates that she's in love with him oh my god yes
0: yes that's right i um i forgot about that little titty bit (laughs) like
2: hello uh what now if you weren't the captain uh what (laughs) i don't know who was more uncomfortable me or the captain it comes out of like nowhere. It it did it did.
0: <laughs> it totally like it's another that.
2: it's another brick on the wall of like I said uh, I believe in the last episode of them kind of trying to make Tasha in a, into a nymphomaniac. Yeah, like she doesn't specifically say like I want to bang you, but she like her. She, it's just weird. She insinuates. Yeah. Yeah. She insinuates a lot. Like, yeah.
0: Under normal circumstances, you would not say that to your captain?
2: No. No, you wouldn't. (laughs) No, you wouldn't. Like, if you're going to go after someone, like Riker yeah cuz he i mean he's down <laughs> right like if like right uh, yeah yeah but um, it's just it felt it felt it felt like the writers were trying to grasp that some with tasha every si- every single time tasha seemed to open her mouth it was like the writers were trying to grasp that something that they were never going to actually run with
0: yeah so that happened a that. lot yeah and it's
2: like just give her a credible storyline instead of trying to make her into all these different things mm-hmm. just throw her a bone for god's sakes something yeah
0: all right so when q returns to the bridge he decides you know tasha's penalty is over and nothing's gonna happen to her if anybody else has a penalty and then picard tries to talk to uh q about why he's doing this and all he really says is you know like we find you fascinating the human race and and captain picard is not buying this and he's like okay It's wager time. (laughs) So the captain's like, okay, if Riker, you know, refuses or or wins this little thing that that he's doing, that Q must agree to leave him alone and let them go on their merry way and stop, basically stop harassing humanity.
2: i know it's, it's like come on q is humanity stalker he is <laughs> he is
0: it's so true it's so true so they they make a bargain and they're like okay wager's done we're good if captain wins i'll leave you alone if I win, I don't have to leave you alone, basically. <laughs> I'll just keep coming back. Mm. All right. So then we go back down to the planet where Riker is. And Riker, Jordy, and Data are all standing by watching Worf go out uh, running up, running around the planet to see... Know who's on the planet with them and Doherty with his fabulous visor action and uh, data as well. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a uh, wharf has made it to the third ridge of this planet. And data seemed very surprised. He's like, wow, third ridge. Wow, he's very fast. I'm like, he's Klingon. So Yes, I guess they're supposed to be fast and stealthy and agile and all that stuff, the, all the stuff of a warrior. And uh, Worf gets to this encampment where these strange alien creatures are dressed up in period costumes. And uh, he doesn't draw their attention, of course, so he just scouts and then comes running back. All this part was funny. Riker gets out his little hand phaser. And he's like, okay, if they have weapons, I wonder if they're just like actual bullets or do, we, do these phasers still work? So he shoots his little phaser and blows up a rock and then out of nowhere pops Worf. Ah, all ready to go. He's like, who did that? Who did Riker's like, sorry, sorry. That was me. Don't worry. It was just me. Just need to see if it still worked.
1: This episode would have been so much better if when Worf had popped out, he just had murdered all of them. And it's <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> and Thank he's you. just like, all right, well, that's not what I expected to happen, but okay.
0: Uh-huh. Because <laughs> in future episodes. Worf trying
2: to explain it to the captain, like, okay, so what ha- happened was is um I was uh um uh and then I killed them all
1: <laughs> but
2: you didn't say anything <laughs> yeah, but that's what happened like but you didn't i i can't explain it that's all i yeah. got Signing. how did you eat how did you kill data well i <laughs> I don't know. Data got distracted.
1: He was surprised <laughs> when I ripped out his core processor, but you know, we we got there in the end.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Data would be hard to kill. Unless he physically got blown up and you just couldn't put the pieces back together.
2: I think though that if anybody on the i i think the only two people who could take out data and i was about to say dorn <laughs> <laughs> data and wharf would be each other oh yeah because they're they're only too fast enough and strong enough to actually take each other out if they needed to
0: yeah at this moment they are the strongest two on the ship All right, so Worf reports back to Commander Riker about what he saw. And uh, he, he said they looked like they weren't humans. They were like vicious animal things in clothing. i are like, okay, that's descriptive, but all right. And they had the uh, muskets, old muskets. Which actually fired energy bolts instead of actual bullets. So the game, the game is afoot. (laughs) So they, uh, and then Q comes back and tells Riker that he has granted him his power, the power of the Q. And he tells him to use it. Just use it. Because here come the animal things. And Worf, of course, is like, Oh, yes! To death! Honor! Ah! Die! (laughs) As a Klingon does.
1: Here's the thing. This is what doesn't make sense about this original thing. Mm -hmm. Q takes over as Data. Yes. Says, you can save them. It's their only hope now. Riker literally just shot and disintegrated two of them.
0: Yes, with the phaser.
1: There's been no indication up to this point that the rest of them, if they bothered to shoot their phaser, wouldn't wipe out these vicious a- animal things. So it's incredibly premature for Riker to have used his powers in this scenario.
0: hmm I agree. But he does anyway. So he sends them back to the ship. And then Tasha and the Captain are just sitting there twiddling their thumbs, and all of a sudden here's Worf, Data, and Jordy. And Captain immediately is like, Where's Commander Riker? What happened? It's like, well, uh, some stuff happened and I can't really compute that for you right now. Maybe Data can. And even Data was like, look. I got nothing. I'm like, I could write a report for you, and you could just do, well, um, you know, listen to that later. And he's like, I don't have time for a report. Give me the, you know, the dumbed down version. And they tell them, tell him that, um, well, so he's got uh, Q's powers now, and I don't know what's going to happen next. And Picard is, you know confused and pissed and wanting to do a lot of things and then Tasha brings him back and says look we got to find out where Riker is and that is our only concern now everything else can wait and I love Tasha for this because she just like keep them all together <sighs> And then Q, And then Q comes back, of course, and it's like, hey, guess what? I'm going to send you all back down to the planet. Great. Now, this next part, Wesley's in it, and he doesn't need to be in it, in my opinion. But now the captain and Wesley are joining this little endeavor.
2: Yes, Mel. <laughs> Wesley says something. I know. That I have waited all of this season for. <laughs> he says, What am I doing here? I was in school. Finally! He was in he school. He was finally in school. And they brought him. Into the episode, and he didn't need to be there. No. Finally, I've been begging for them to send this child to school, and he was in school, and they pulled him out for a fun little getaway. <laughs> it's very frustrating.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he uttered that line, I was like, yeah, he was actually in school. <laughs> Not for long. All right, so Wesley, of course, like Mel said, was like, "Where am I? I was in school. Where? What's happening?" And then the shit hits the fan again. These animal creature things start attacking, and Worf, being the warrior that is he is, goes head on fighting all these things. He gets knocked down. and stabbed in the pelvis <laughs> it wasn't even high up in the stomach it was the pelvis <laughs> and then Wesley he's like no Worf, no goes to Worf's side to see if he's alive and then he gets skewered through the back which prompts Riker to have a you know, hissy fit. And then he just says, damn it all to hell and throws his arm up and everybody is taken back to the Enterprise and magically Worf and Wesley are now alive when they were dead like two seconds ago. How did you feel about Wesley's little almost death?
2: If I didn't know that it was a lie it would have made me very happy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> David
1: I mean anything to get rid of that sh- that sweater vest he was wearing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty bad. All right. So, after that initial shock, <laughs> we come back to the enterprise where everybody's now alive and they are still on course to the Sigma sector. And the thing about Q is he can stop time obviously, or just halt it. He can just halt it on the bridge. And then everywhere else seems to be in thinking going at its own pace and they're still heading there and they have been, but they don't feel like they have. So the captain, uh, no, actually, sorry. Now that Riker has these powers, he has become one cocky sob. Yeah.
2: Which he drank the Kool Aid. He drank. He drank the Kool Aid.
0: Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did.
2: Really? (laughs) Yes, I said it. I said it. (laughs) So now here's the power episode. And this show up to this point is corny as hell. So if I want to be corny when I review it, I'm gonna be.
0: (laughs) Uh, Rightfully so. Uh, Yeah, so Riker is thinking he's you know, the big cheese now. And he keeps calling the captain by his first name. And the captain's like, oh, are we on first name basis now? What the hell? And then Riker's like, you know what? Um, I need for you, Jean-Luc, to assemble the senior staff. And I just need to chat with everybody. And before Picard can even acknowledge his request, Riker fucks off into the turbo lift and goes somewhere.
1: I'm
0: like, aren't you on duty? Like, right now, where are you going? Get back here. <laughs> but no. So then time passes, he comes back.
2: This is how you know that Riker was never going to be part of the continuum. Because he didn't leave. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. If John Delancey shows up in my room right now and says, I'm giving you the power of the cue. You know what I'm not going to do? What's that? Wait around to discuss it with anyone. (laughs) I'm going to the continuum. To see what these fools are about. Mm -hmm. Or. Or. If I didn't do that. I would come up to Washington. And just do little weird things. To like confuse you two. (laughs) And then I would go to the continuum. You're like. Hmm. Who moved that thing there? Exactly. (laughs) Everything would be moved like half an inch to the right i would wait for david to take a drink of whatever he's drinking and then put it down (laughs) and then i would slightly move it so that when he reached back to put his hand there without actually looking he would like knock it over or he would close his hand around air you know oh yeah something like that
0: Because I'm the type of person that notices if something is moved slightly to the right or left. So am I.
2: So (laughs) am I. Like all of the stuff on the wall behind you would be like slightly moved on like the, the, they'd all be like slightly moved to the left. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I would just do it over the course of like a week. And as the week went on, it'd be more and more chaotic until like you came into your house and like all of your furniture was like glued to the ceiling. <laughs> and then I would go see the continuum. I wouldn't just come back and be like, you know what we need to do we need to have a meeting with John Luke No no I no. don't because I have all of the cue powers and I'm going to go cue myself around the universe. Do you know Riker how many women you missed out on because you were waiting to have a meeting with Jean Luke you could have been cueing yourself. Hoeing yourself all around the universe to universes beyond this universe. Could have found some ladies out there with tentacles and stuff. <laughs> but no no. actually compatible. You just went and got on a turbo lift and I don't know looked at yourself in the mirror. who knows when you could know. have been hoeing around the galaxy. riker missed out he did miss out right there could have done is gone to the queue and said why don't you leave us alone if he was really thinking about like having a hard time he'd have just went to the continuum and been like why don't you leave us alone yeah and the continuum probably would have said it's not us it's him yeah we got like we don't
0: know for sure how old he really is or my thought my theory is that q and the continuum are basically godlike because they can do anything that they want turn themselves into anything that they want go back in time forward in time stop time create lots of chaos so who knows I get this, this cue in particular. He's just bored. He's just done it all. All right. So, this meeting that the captain has graciously allowed him to have <laughs> is happening. And he just, Riker. It's just so damn smug the rest of this um, episode. And he just is trying to assure people, the uh, the crew, that he's still the same person despite these powers and it's like, hmm. Yeah, about that. Um, we don't trust you. We're a little scared. And, uh, captain, what are you going to do about it? So it doesn't go over very well. So the captain's like, okay, look, I need to speak to you in my ready room. And they go into the ready room and the captain. It's like, okay, look, are you the same person? I was like, morally, ethically, you still Starfleet. All this stuff. And the captain's like, look, I need you to promise me that you won't use your powers anymore. Reluctantly, Riker does agree. He's like, okay, fine. I won't use my powers. Um, things are things be fine. Okay, I can do that. And the Enterprise finally gets to where they were supposed to get to. <laughs> So a crew beams down. Riker is one of them, obviously Crusher and some her medical team, Data and Geordi. There's this underground um, facility. So there was some kind of explosion, methane-like explosion that injured a lot of people. So they're there to evaluate the casualties, help them out. And then Geordi with his visor can see that there's someone buried under some rubble so Data and Geordi proceed to get the rubble off the person and it turns out to be a little girl who was crushed to death by a wall that fell on her and nothing can put a damper in your day than a dead child And Riker sees this and immediately he regrets promising the captain that he wouldn't use his powers. Dr. Crusher checks out the child and confirms that the child has indeed died. And she's holding the child in her arms and Data is like, you could use your powers to, you know, revive her. And Crusher's like, no, you can't. Like, Powers? What powers? What the hell? No. And she's like, "Well, maybe." Will you? <laughs> and then Riker's like, "No, I promised." Um. Yeah, this sucks. So this pisses off Riker, and they get back to the ship, and he's just so mad at the captain. He's like, oh, "I could have saved that kid." What? Why did I make that agreement with you?
1: <sighs>
0: See, this is the ethical dilemma of the episode. It's like, do you do you use your powers or just let nature actually take its course?
2: Actually, we don't know if this was nature taking its course or not. Mm, true because very well the little girl could have been dead when the when the emergency first happened or mm-hmm. that her death could have been a result of Q messing around. And mm-hmm. if her death was a result of Q messing around, then Riker bringing her back would have um, rectified that in a little bit of a way. Hmm. or huh. if riker had just went and cued himself all over the universe wouldn't have to be dealing with it
0: <laughs> exactly all right so now we're getting to the end of the episode <sighs> so riker has his little temper tantrum And then Q comes back in dressed as like an old friar from like I don't know like the 1600s or something. (laughs) Q in his costumes, his theatrics. So Q is still trying to convince Riker that being a part of the Continuum is the best thing for him, and you know throw the shackles of humanity away and. All this stuff, but Picard has a little plan. And he kind of is like not giving into this, but entertaining the idea. And he's like, All right, fine, Riker, show us um, you know what you can do. He's like, and Riker only wants to help his friends and give them what they want and what they most desire. And he's like, Okay. You know, if they're willing, go for it. So then uh, Crusher and Wesley come onto the bridge as well. And uh, <laughs> everybody's like, Wesley, you don't have to be here. Go away. Which he really did not have to be there. But since we already got him in one scene, I guess we have to have him again. And he makes Before a point. We- yeah.
2: Before you move on, I would like mm-hmm. to say. His mother does say, no, please don't. And again I say, if you stopped forcing your child on everyone, he wouldn't be put in dangerous situations. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So they're all there, and Riker starts with Jordy. He says, I'm going to give you what you've always wanted. He's like, okay, I, I, I guess so. And Riker restores Jordy's vision so he can see like a normal person again and he takes a look around the bridge and out the view screen and he can see colors and shapes and just everything is well defined and he turns around and he looks Tasha dead in the eyes and says you're more beautiful than
2: I imagined okay so I have a theory because of okay. course i have a theory. Mhm. Let's hear it. I think and i know that they play up for the rest of the series that data holds Tasha in a very fond esteem because of their relationship. But i actually think Jordy was in love with Tasha. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, And I think that that was that's a storyline that if Denise had stayed on they could have pursued eventually. Um, but I think that Jordy was completely in love with Tasha.
0: Yeah. I think so
2: too. And Tasha was just trying to find a man.
0: Well she did make it clear and couple episodes she's like hey when i'm ready to have sex we'll find somebody and have sex
2: and she did not all of them men because data not a man data andrew true
0: true yeah so this would be a great gift to get your site back but Jordy then sits down again and he's like, look, change it back. I'm happy with who I am or was. I it's smoke and mirrors. It's just a lie. Put me back the way I was. So Riker, Riker does. And he turns to Wesley. No, sorry. Not Wesley yet. Turns to Data. And Data immediately is like, no. I know that your intention is to make me human. No. And I'm very proud of Data for that.
2: Data didn't even let Riker like blink before he was like, shut it down. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do it. Mm -mm, Not having it.
0: Not having that at all. (laughs) Uh, That was the best one, I think. And then goes to Wesley he's like my friend I know what you want it's like do you really know what like a 15 year old wants
2: really especially that 15 year old (laughs) you know what's funny about it is and I know why they didn't do this because of what happens a couple people later but like 15 year old boy like hot blonde That's what he should have got. He should have got a hot blonde. Like, <laughs> what?
0: What does a 15-year-old buy want? A 15-year-old girl?
2: No, they don't want a 15-year-old girl. <laughs> they want the 20 or the 18-year-old chick. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want the 15-year-old.
0: Because oh, that doesn't go very well for him later.
2: <laughs> no, it doesn't.
0: Mm-mm. So Riker makes Wesley 10 years older. So the person that is playing Wesley, 10 years older, looks nothing like Wesley. He is extremely tall, very broad shoulders, and blonde.
2: It's so bad that it's a meme.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) that one i was like um no and the kicker is they have young wesley voice over old wesley it's like this is terrible (laughs) so terrible in such a gruesome funny way for me
2: it's like just in case you haven't spent the last 40 minutes watching this Mm-hmm. And you now don't know who the guy in the Wesley outfit standing next to Dr. Crusher is. We need to keep the same voice so that you can connect the two. Because you are a stupid group of people. <laughs> and we don't trust you. Not in the slightest. I'd be like, look, it's like
0: it's like with the stunt doubles. It's like, I know it's a stunt double. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah but the stun doubles uh, like I make fun of them but only because I love them so much
0: it's classic it's classic Star Trek at this point all right and then uh, I mean of course Beverly is like oh god no
2: <laughs> because her biggest fear is actually her her son growing up and leaving her
0: yeah I would say so.
2: So she puts him in deathly situations regularly, she doesn't want him to grow up and leave her. Like, I'd rather see you die. <laughs> Don't leave me, Wesley. I mean, so would the rest of us. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, I mean, that's quite the consensus for the
0: Wesley character, <laughs> unfortunately. Okay, so then, then Worf gets a present in the form of a Klingon lady who just uh, growls and hisses at him and uh, tries to, you know, punch him and stuff.
2: Okay, listen. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm not letting you get through this. Oh no, no, it's okay. (laughs) No worries. Riker gives him. A Klingon woman who is already at the point of initiating mating ritual. Yes. And he does this in front of everyone on the bridge. Yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. Imagine that as just a human, not, not a Klingon. Because at first, it's actually very startling if you don't understand. And at this point, this is the first time they're showing the Klingon mating ritual. So it is startling. It just looks like they're fighting each other. And she's like trying to fight him. Mm -hmm. But imagine it was just two humans. And they dropped a half-naked human woman in front of Wesley. Well, not Wesley, because he would have probably peed his pants in front of picard (laughs) like his type they just he just dropped a half knee and then she starts rubbing on him (laughs) in front of everyone in the like all of your bridge crew work co-workers Mm -hmm. that's just rude yeah like what are you th- like record did you expect him to just completely go through with the whole mating situation in front of everyone including the child like did you not think that through no he's not thinking anything through and this is why Diana should have been in the show because she would have punched him in the face she definitely would have reeled him in That's why she wasn't, because Mm -hmm. only her not being there could allow this ridiculousness to happen.
0: Yeah. And so ridiculous. All right. So yeah, we basically do get the Klingon mating ritual. And I believe it's Jordy that uh, kind of bolts up out of his chair and was like, Worf, is this sex? like yes it's the beginnings of klingon sex but you know this isn't like a real klingon woman she's just a fantasy so and he just says you know like i don't want this be gone and it disappears <sighs> as do everything else so um <laughs>
2: the bad yeah, wolf says Worf says he doesn't need it because apparently he's taken a vow of celibacy or something. Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, they probably do. Which makes me feel sad for Worf. Mm. But he did say in in the Naked White People episode that human women are too fragile.
0: Yes. For the
2: Klingon warrior. Yes. So. So he
0: would need somebody. Stronger. (laughs) Maybe Vulcan. They could take him. Anywho. He decides not to pursue that. And then Wesley pipes up. (laughs) Man boy. Uh, Man with boy voice. He's like, look. um, Change me back. Because this is too soon. And I would rather, you know, grow up on my own and take the time. He's like, okay, fine. So he just takes everything away from everyone. And then Riker finally realizes he's been such an idiot. And says to Picard, it's like, how did you know? I'm the captain. Of course, I know. So then Q has failed in his little wager quest, whatever he was trying to do. And Picard is like, Ha, you failed. Now you have to leave my ship. Get the fuck off my ship. (laughs) We won. And then you hear some deafening noise. And I believe it's the continuum like, okay, we're just going to take Q off your hands and he goes up in a blaze of light screaming It's
2: because Q tried to change the rules and say that the wager wasn't like a real thing and Picard Mm -hmm. said well what would the continuum say about that and the continuum said some stuff and they took Q.
0: They did say some stuff. And then now we're back to normal. As normal can be. And they continue on their merry way to their next adventure. And I always I wonder, I really, really wonder what the next day after this would be like when you see your co-workers, especially like Wharf and Wesley after what he did. <laughs>
2: you like, this is awkward now, and I don't think I can be your friend. I just imagine Jordy following Worf around, trying to ask him questions.
0: That, and uh, when Troy finally does get back, she's like, what did I miss? Oh my god, really? Riker, and what the fuck?
2: Yeah, everybody <laughs> has an appointment with her. Uh, yes they all need to talk about their
0: feet. i have a line going out my door and down the corridor what happened i go away for like one day one day all right final thoughts david why don't you start us off
1: okay so i don't like this episode much for the same reasons that I don't like a lot of episodes from season one, which is they start out with this really deep, really interesting idea that they're gonna tackle, like, oh, here's a person who has godlike powers. How does a human respond to that? But instead of dealing with the question and dealing with the fallout and really examining like that side of it, nope, it's just cheap parlor tricks and this that would have you and zip zip zap oh and all it took for him to give up said powers is his friends going oh I don't want to do that let's be very clear with this um, at least how humanity is right now that wouldn't be the case if someone had his powers and all of your friends are like I don't want anything that you have to give to me. Great, I have all these powers. I'm going to go fuck off. I don't need you. Which is what you saw in the original series when Lieutenant, what's his name, got the powers from the, he and the woman got the powers from the light that they went through at the edge of the universe and they started dealing with what the fallout is from there. And I just feel like This is that story again, just not told as well. It's just not told as well. And so for me, that's the big failing. John Delancey is fine as Q as he always is. And Riker is fine. But the rest of the crew is there, but they don't really need to be. So for me, it just doesn't, it doesn't hit there are plenty of Q stories that are significantly better than this and this one Q just comes across as annoying it's like he's a bug and you're like camping and he's flying around you can't get him to go away that's kind of what he is but not in a fun way so for me it's a middling episode at best it's a you know four four and a half but it could have been a lot higher had the story been better
0: all right mel your thoughts and rating
2: uh, my thoughts and rating i'm gonna give this a three and that is, be, that's for data fully rejecting it before it even happened. And for the um, throwaway line, I was in school, why am I here? And for my favorite aliens. So each one of those points gets a three, it gets a point. So three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and, yeah, this episode is just dumb because, like David said, and like I said earlier, like why wouldn't you just take the powers and run? like why why are we why are we why are we doing this? I would have just turned every I would have just given everybody everything I thought they wanted and left. I wouldn't have stood there and made a big production about it. Well, maybe I would have made a big production about it. But, I, you know, it would have just been like, I know what you all want. Here you go. Bing! Peace out. And I'm gone. Like, it, like, why? Why stand around and act like you're like a smug a-hole? Because that's basically what Riker did for the second half of the episode. Like, there's no reason for that. If you really wanted to, if it was really about saving those people, which for half a second, they tried to make it about saving that little girl, you could have, he could have done that, but he didn't. Instead of, he's like walking around the bridge trying to give his friends their gifts. You could have brought that little girl back. You could have brought everybody back and restored that outpost to what it had been before the emergency and fixed everything, but he didn't. So it's like what well, in the end, what was the point? Q got to dress up like like Napoleon big deal they still they still have lemonade, and Worf can do parkour, but that's it. That's all I got
0: all right, so my. Rating, purely for the character of Q, I give it a seven. Overall, the episode is probably about like a four. But I love John Delancey and how he portrays Q. I just love it. And uh yeah, that wraps up this episode. <laughs> Tune in next time for, oh, God, what episode are we doing next time? <laughs> I don't remember. Now you can edit that out. Hold on. I can find it. Haven. Is it Haven? Oh, okay. Do in next week for Haven. <laughs> <laughs> And as always, keep your hailing frequencies open. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.